disappointment when Mubarak refused to step down, changing overnight into anger, and then jubilation in Cairo yesterday as the crowds heard that Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak would leave office. Now the, the people have had their say. The people have toppled the regime. What's going on in Tahrir Square is indescribable. And you can hear it there as hundreds of thousands gathered in Tahrir Square shout and wave their flags, triumphant, clearly euphoric and proud. I'm Celeste Headley, and this is Wave of Change, explaining and experiencing the push for democracy in Egypt and the Arab world. It's February 11, 2011, day 18 of the protests, and the world was watching as millions of Egyptians were rewarded for their determination by the resignation of the man who's led their country for 30 years. And the headline really, Mubarak Yatanah, he's, he's stepped down, he's gone. Hosni Mubarak's 30-year rule has ended and ended tonight. We're covering all of these exciting events on The Takeaway as they unfold. And today, we wrap up our special podcast coverage from The Takeaway, our partners, The New York Times and the BBC. On the day when change was finally achieved in Egypt, we take a moment to hear a chorus of voices, the reporters, analysts and listeners who followed the events with us and helped us put them into context. As Egypt hangs in the balance, we ask them what they hope for from this push for democracy and what is already emerging in the wake of this wave of change. It is the power, the empowerment of the public. It is people feeling alive. It is people chanting, I'm proud, I'm proud, I'm proud to be Egyptian, I'm proud to be empowered. My name is Shibli Talhami. I'm the Anwar Sadat Professor for Peace and Development at the University of Maryland. Seeing someone like Mubarak fall, I mean, the first word that came to my mind was Ozymandias. You can fall. It can happen. I'm Daniel Williams. I'm a researcher with the Emergencies Division at Human Rights Watch. And uh, I'm pretty much in awe of the, not only the result, but the way that the Egyptians uh, produced it. This is truly people power, people working together at the service of something bigger than themselves. There was no Gandhi walking around. The Egyptians did this very much individually, coalescing into a huge and peaceful mass. It's quite extraordinary. Frank from Westchester County, New York. I was reminded of a conversation I had with my uh, daughter's piano teachers. She's from Asia. She goes, freedom always wins. So listening to the news from uh, today reminded me of that. I'm Nancy Youssef, professor of English literature at City University of New York. I'm thinking especially right now of my father who died a few years ago. I think he would be crying. He came from a very small town in the Nile Delta and um, grew up uh, under Nasser, left the country under Nasser, and Egypt was always a sort of gaping wound, you know, something he was, uh, you know, he's very proud of, proud of his family, loved the country, but was always incredibly sad about the conditions under which people lived. And um, this is a really an incredible moment. I'm really amazed at what's going on in Egypt. And I have to say I'm, I'm enormously proud of the Egyptian people for the way that they have made their voices heard. And I can only hope that Libya will be encouraged and any other place where people think or have forgotten that their voice matters. I have to tell you that for me as an analyst who uh, cares about the Middle East, um, you know, for many, many years, 
It's been depressing to study the region. There was a sense of resignation. Uh, there was a sense of humiliation at that. It was painful to watch. The puzzle has never been really uh, when will people have reason to revolt. We knew they had many reasons to revolt. With my Egyptian friends over the years, we, we talked about what would be the trigger, what would be the um, spark that would make Egyptians rise up effectively. But we could never figure what it would be. I thought it would have to be some sort of Chernobyl event. Uh, in effect, the Tunisia contagion, in fact, took very hold very strongly there. Where people in Tunisia showed themselves to be unafraid, how could Egyptians not be? It's become a bit of cliche, the overcoming of fear. But, you know, there's something to that. I think there's also something very profound about the way that people were finally sharing with one another uh, the truth of their experience. And to have the truth break out in this way uh, is just astonishing. You know, right now is the moment of jubilation. And, uh, you know, every successful revolution has this moment of jubilation. And there's a real sense of Egyptian identity that transcends regional divisions and, and then the Muslim-Christian divide. That at a sort of ultimate moment, the sectarian divisions in Egypt are, you know, are, are insignificant. They came from all over in all segments, dark and light and uh, religious with that sort of a scar on their forehead means they pray a lot. Um, bloggers and tech, techie guys and waiters, it, it just spread. And what we've witnessed in this is something exhilarating. People chanting, I'm free. Um, this is what it's all about. As Egyptians surge toward their future, we'll hear much more from all of these voices. Join us as we follow these events on the next Takeaway, along with the New York Times, the BBC, PRI, and our other partners. And thanks for joining us for Wave of Change, explaining and experiencing the push for democracy in Egypt and the Arab world. I'm Celeste Headley. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we're always on at thetakeaway.org.